When you think you're regardless It makes you sound retarded You probably mean regardless The ear is not a part of it Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet gonna... Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a very difficult week. And uh, it's, well, I, I don't want to say I'm bummed out, but I'm actually, I'm not feeling overly well. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of down, a little uh, down in the dumps, a little uh, uh, under the weather, how you would say, on a little under the weather kind of thing. I actually... Um, uh, you know, I just, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go right into it. I'm just going to go right into the Happening Now monologue so I have more time with it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Happening Now. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. So soon. I got to change that because I want it to be happening now instead of soon. I, I like that, but I'm going to change it. Um, the reason I'm feeling a little under the weather is, one, I, I feel like I got very sick. I was at Smuggler's Notch uh, on Monday, which I had screwed up my schedule, and I thought I was supposed to be there this coming Monday. But in fact, I was there uh, last Monday, two days ago. Uh, and when I was up there, I was uh, I was in a good mood. I went up there, and my wife was supposed to come with me, and she actually didn't. Um, not, that's not why I was in a good mood, uh, but, but I had gone up, uh, I had gone up to Smuggler's Notch and I was in a good mood. I was still flying high from the past couple of weeks and everything was going fantastic. And I get up there and I check in and I, and then I looked at Facebook and, uh, Facebook is a wonderful thing. It transmits a lot of information and yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Sometimes it can be good. It can be bad. And of course, uh, in this particular instance, it was kind of bad because um, I had found out that uh, earlier in the week, I think it was on a Friday, um, a funny comedian. Um, what, what, Brendan? I did, I'm sorry, before you get into that, what was that? 
Um, always thought that place had a dirty... Oh, Smuggler's Notch, yes. It's... I'm in the middle of spreading, uh, you know, sharing my, my heartfelt thing, and you open with that, you puke. Unbelievable. <laughs> yes, it is a dirty name. Uh, unlike Franconia Notch, which just sounds like a chick you dated in high school. Shut up, Brenton. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop. I was sharing stuff. Stop it. Okay. I'll get back to it. My listeners now attacking each other. Stop. Stop attacking each other. <laughs> All right. So I was going up. <laughs> I was going up to Smuggles Notch, and I got up there. As I said, I checked in, I got all settled in, and then I checked Facebook. And uh, earlier in the week, uh, like I said, I think it was either Thursday, Friday, um, comedian out of Boston, one of uh, Boston's first and finest comedians, Rich Seisler, uh, had developed a, um, a very rare uh, disorder. It's called Julian Barr, Julie or Julianne, Julianne Barr, I guess named after the first, that's what they do, they name a disease after the first person who's got it. So um, it was Julianne Barr syndrome it's a disorder that causes the body's immune system to attack the nervous system um so he was diagnosed with that because he does a lot of the cruise ships and they diagnosed him with that disease on the boat and uh he got then they docked and he checked into a dominican republic hospital somewhere in the dominican i believe it was and um he was going to fly back to fly you know back to boston but his insurance wouldn't cover it so they were raising enough money. They did a GoFundMe, and they were trying to raise like I don't know forty thousand dollars, sixty thousand dollars, something like that. So in like four or five days, they had like ten, fifteen thousand dollars. And then when I had got up to Smuggler's Notch, well, this was Monday. Uh, found out that everybody was posting that uh, Rich Seisler had passed uh, from the disease. Uh, apparently, he had uh, he passed away Monday morning after suffering from pneumonia. So. And, you know, I mean, I knew Rich. I worked with him quite a few times. He was, you know, I mean, I've been in this business 24 years, but Rich was in it over 30. Um, but, you know, just an amazing comic, funny, nice guy. Just, a, you know, and I mean, nobody ever speaks ill of the dead no matter what. And But this guy, I mean, Rich was a really nice guy. I mean, just like anything else, he had good and bad days. But for the most part, very funny, entertained millions of people over 30 years. I mean, on the boats, and you're talking about, you know, three, four, five hundred people out of whack. He was playing sold out arenas. Um, he was at Just for Laughs a bunch of times. You're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands, up to a million, millions of people. And it's just, it's just insane. And I mean, it it struck me so oddly that it. I actually, I think my immune system crashed coincidentally. And I got sick. Like I was doing a show that night and my legs were all sore. I was very achy. I couldn't sleep that night. Um, and I know it sounds like I'm complaining a little bit, but it's one of these things that I don't, I'm in the getting in that age bracket now where I know people who are sick and I know people who are dying and they're in my demographic, which is such a scary thing. And I don't think I'm going to die. I mean, I have no fear of death. I've made no no bones about that whatsoever. I do not fear when death comes knocking at my door. What I don't want to do is I don't want to get sick. And I've even told my wife, I said, I develop anything that's going to kill me. I mean, I'll look into curing it. And if not, you know, have a nice little party. Let's spend some money. And I'm going to take a pill. And I'm just going to wow, I'm gonna take myself out of the game. Because I do not want to go through that. I don't want, you know, tubes or anything like that. I saw my parents suffer through tons of stuff. And 
just not my thing. But it's such a fucking freaky thing. And it's happened just boom. And it started me thinking, I mean, we just did a, you know, there was a huge benefit for Joe Yannetti because he's got, you know, a kind of throat cancer. And, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe's a nice guy. You know, he's a comic. I've worked with him tons and tons of times and, you know, talked with him. And and then people, you know, just it's such a sobering, sobering fucking thing. You know, it's part of life. You know. Uh, yeah. When, when who? DJ? D, let's see. I felt like that when. Oh, D, Deej? Oh, no. My God, Brendan, please. This is a fucking comedy show. I'm the one who's killing it. So. Um. Oh, what is it? I can't read that. Is that DJ? Oh, Digit. Oh, Digit. Oh, Digit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just so weird. You're like, it's people you know, and then all of a sudden, this fucking tiny little bacteria virus just fucking takes you out. It's just, and then you hear about this, the people on got Ebola, and they're on the fucking planes, and, and you're like, you know, I just. You know, I'm glad I have a short shelf life on this planet, but my God, I don't want to have to be reminded of it every fucking four minutes. It's like somebody turning and goes, you know, you're going to expire, Thune. It's like I'm bad fucking fruit or something like that. But I started doing some, I did a little bit of research because everybody had posted videos on uh, on D, on um, on uh, Rich Seisler. And I saw this, this uh, let's see. Yeah, it, we do need the reminders. And you don't want to, but you do. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually post this right now. Um, when I, I did, like I said, I was doing some research with uh, for Rich Seisler. And this, and I'm posting another thing. He was actually, <laughs> he was on Star Search. Yeah, Star Search. Rich Seisler was on Star Search. And he actually did not win. He did not win. This is Rich. But tonight he's here, here we in go. Hollywood. Welcome, Rich Seisler. Doing. Nice to be here. I'm in a great mood. I just got off vacation. I went to Jamaica. I had a great time. One of these all-inclusive places where you pay your money, everything is included. This includes all the liquor you can drink, and the bar is open 19 hours a day. People say, Rich, how is the food? <laughs> the bar was open 19 hours. People say, was it sunny? Did you go swimming? No. The bar was, I came back, my hair was braided. I don't remember doing that. Apparently, I had a great time. I'm waiting for the pictures. A lot of young people, a lot of 19-year-old kids. I'm 30. There's a difference, you know. These are the type of kids, someone walks in with a six-pack of beer. These guys are going, woo, beer. <laughs> I'm 30. Beer does not make it for me anymore. For me, it's like, woo, variable rate mortgage. <laughs> so he competed that, that day with, a, with another comic, David Orion. David O'Ryan, now I love Rich. David O'Ryan, yeah, but you got to see, and it, it, Rich was doing that joke forever. Uh, matter of fact, one of my favorite jokes he ever did. This is David Griffith, O'Ryan. Indiana, please welcome a funny man, David O'Ryan. Thank you very much. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my dad tonight, if I can. Uh, wonderful man, except for one day a year, all dads change. Report card day. Yeah, they see those grades and they change. My dad became Clint Eastwood at home. This is what it's like being six years old, bringing the card home yeah, to yeah, my dad. Yeah, he's going to do it. David, hi, how was your day at school, huh? You've got chocolate all over your face, yeah. You uh, you have something behind your back you want to show me? Right, right over there. 
Hi, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, I have to just... Can I go to the bathroom real quick, please? <laughs> no. Stay here and face the music. <laughs> I don't want to do that, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's David O'Ryan's act. And pretty much it just goes on. Yeah, it keeps going on. I fast forward it. And let's go to the, the actual uh, judge. And this is what kills me. Our voting. We'll ask them for a champion right now. They give Rich Seisler three stars. David O'Ryan gets three and three quarter stars. What the fuck? <laughs> That's when you go, what happened? But he lost on Star Search. But um, we yeah, he will surely, uh, surely be missed. Um, Rich Seisler, a wonderful guy, wonderful person, entertained, you know, thousands of people and, uh, you know, just completely taken out of the game far too early. Um, that being said, let's, uh, let's move on to something a little lighter. Uh, this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday night football and the Pats open up their preseason against the Washington Redskins. Yeah. I said Redskins, call me a racist, whatever. That's the name of the fucking team. Uh, they'll be playing this Thursday, August 7th at 7.30. I'm looking forward to that. Now, I know that uh, there's a lot of conjecture about uh, having preseason games. And now there's four. Four. You know, it's still, it's August, and they're playing fucking football, which really doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I know. Kim's a big, uh, what is it? What are your teams? It was, uh, let's see, it's uh, New Orleans Saints and, what is it, San Diego? I want to say the Chargers for some reason. Um, it is the Saints. Yeah, that is Saints, I remember. Oh, and the Saints and the Pats. Okay, because I didn't know if you were originally from here and just decided you were just going to jump on some other bandwagon or something. I don't know. Um, but preseason football, I mean, I get it because of the sponsors and the TV and stuff like that, but it's fucking summertime, man. It's summertime. You shouldn't be watching football in the summer, but it's summer and it's football, so what are you going to do? But ladies and gentlemen... That's the happening. That's the happening now monologue. So those are the two big things that are happening now. And now, of course, we always move to this week in movie history. Yes, this week in movie history, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I did this last week, and I actually thought I was going to continue to do it because I only have a kind of a couple weeks of doing this, and I may do it for a few more weeks because I think I started it in January, so I have the whole rest of the year to actually do this week in movie history before I have to retire the bit, which means i got to start fucking writing again. Yikes. Uh, but this week in movie history, in 1588, The Spanish Armada. If you can guess that movie, don't worry. I'll play you a clip. Spanish Armada. Uh, 1588. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, thank you. I got a collective hug. And, of course, that was um, from the movie Billy Madison right there. Um, this week in movie history, 1945, Shinjin Yashida survives an atomic bomb Thanks to Wolverine, or thanks to Logan. I'm going to write Logan because I don't want to. I don't want to give it away too late. And uh, Brendan, you'll get that movie, right? Did you get that movie? 
No. I'll tell you what, I'll play a clip for you, though. What kind of monster are you? The Wolverine. <laughs> That's a long way to go for a fucking punchline, but I did it anyway. This week in 1974, and I'm going to let you soak on this one for a while. In 1974, Brad Major's car breaks down, and he and Janet Weiss encounter alien beings in a large mansion. Why do I keep hearing things for <laughs> Rocky Howard Picture Show. Too young. Ordinary, healthy kid. Oh, Brad, wasn't it wonderful? Oh, you Left can you, you can sing along if you know the words. We must have taken the wrong fork a few miles back. Didn't we pass a castle back down the road a few miles? Maybe they have a telephone I could use. On a night out. It's totally worth Hello. it. Hello. Hello. The night out they were going to remember for a very long oh. time. As if on cue, Ralphie. <laughs> there you Say, go. Do one of you guys know how to Madison? <laughs> that was the actual trailer from Rocky Howard Picture Show. This week in 1979, Elwood picks up Jake, who just got released from prison. Anyone? Come on. And this clip's almost a minute, too, so it's right. What's this? What? <laughs> this car. This stupid car. <laughs> Where's the Cadillac? The caddy. Where's the caddy? The what? I traded it. The Cadillac we used to have. The Bluesmobile. I traded it. Traded the Bluesmobile for this? No, for a microphone. A microphone? Okay, I can see that. <laughs> Probably. Now, Blues Brothers has got to be one of my favorite all-time movies. I mean, if not one of the best movies ever done, certainly certainly just it's got to be in the top 10 movies you know not just my top 10 movies i own the i own the blu-ray it's got to be one of the best movies ever made and it's and it just gets better every time you see it um let's see let's keep with a, a another classic movie this year uh this week in 1989 a block in bed stew which is a, a a neighborhood of brooklyn erupts in violence after Radio Rahim is murdered. See if you know that one. 1989. 1989. You ready? Anyone? You going to take a guess, Santo? Yeah, you got my cheese whiz, boy? That's the famous quote. Uh, what was that? Ralphie says, I don't know. Like, Geely gets... <laughs> Julie gets better. That was uh, Do the Right Thing. Come on, Come on, 
I just killed your fucking radio. Now, I saw that. I went to go see that movie. I saw that movie in 88, and I saw that with my buddies. You know, I lived in Chelsea at the time, and that was, we were into that club music and everything. And like, I was into that long time ago. And I watched that. I walked out of there, and I wanted to be friends with everybody. I don't care if you're black, white, white. Korean, Puerto Rican, it didn't matter, man. It didn't matter. Everybody was like walking out of the theater going, just everybody be cool. Everybody be fucking cool. This year, uh, this week in 1995, a documentary featuring former boxer Dickie Eklund and his crack cocaine addiction airs on HBO. What movie is that from? I'll play you the clip. Turn this shit off. Turn this off, right? Turn it off. Will you turn this off? You don't turn. I'm turning this fucking off. I'm turning it off. Hey, that's my life. That's my fucking life out there. I want to watch this. I don't care. I will fuck you up. Don't fucking try me. That's right. That is from the fighter. Uh, and Christian Bale, again, stole that fucking movie. Stole it! And he sounds very much like Bob Marley. Not the reggae singer Bob Marley, but actually the comedian Bob Marley in that movie. Uh, this week, in 1997, Skynet goes online. If we plug Skynet into all of our systems, it'll squash this thing like a bug and give me back control of my military. Mr. Chairman, I need to make myself very clear. If we uplink now, Skynet will be in control of your military. Correct, but Brendan. You'll be in control of Skynet. Let's pray to God this works. Skynet defense system now activated. Seems like it's working fine. What, what, what the fuck? It was working fine. Tony, what the hell is going on? I, I don't know. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Fucking machines! <laughs> <laughs> fucking machines just attacking people. Yes, that's correct. Terminator 3, uh, Rise of the Machines. And this week in 2010, the MNU officers begin to issue eviction notices to the alien, aliens living in a very specific district. And again, I, I own this movie on DVD, and then I actually bought it on Blu-ray. I love this movie. It's a fantastic movie done extremely right. District 9 is correct, Brendan. Hello, little guy. Hello. Hey, just sweeties. Hey, just sweeties. He's going to eat his sweetie. Works like a charm. Oh, fuck, man. Fuck, man. Is that your little brawl? Is this, is this your fucking little rant here? Yeah, rant yeah. Teaching some manners. Thomas, get him Come. 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 Get down. Hansi. <laughs> here we go. I just love the way the aliens talk. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I speak uh, several different languages. Uh, English. English is one of them. Uh, never saw the bathroom where they left. <laughs> And of course, the last one, this week in movie history, in the year 2032, Simon Phoenix escapes cryo-facility during the release hearing in San Angeles. Welcome you to your parole hearing. 
Federal Statute 537-29. Stop it! Do you have anything fresh to say on your behalf? Yeah, I do. Teddy Bear. That was Wesley Snipes. Do you get the movie? Anyone? Anyone? Did anyone get the movie? No, Brendan did again with Demolition Man. He is killing it. Brendan took one week off, missed the Batman trivia, and now he's going to be all fucking over it from this point forward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been uh, this week in movie history. And I've been busy. I've been very busy, even though that I've been kind of in a funk since Monday, uh, slowly getting out of it. Um, I actually took a little time and I decided um, I was going to I was going to do some work for you guys. So what do you say we play free sample? We are offering a free sample. Take the challenge today. Right. And this is free sample where I go through a song that we all know and love. And then I tell you that it's not exactly the song you know and love. It's actually an older song that you knew and loved. (laughs) And here we go. We're going to go fairly quick because I want to get to my guest who is a very, very uh, funny guy. And I want to get through these and I've only got five. So I'm going to blow you away with the first one. Everybody remember this song? That is Jennifer Lopez on the floor. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Anyway, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. The wife's not home and she's not listening. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jenny from the block, but that is Jennifer Lopez with the song On the Floor. But did you know she actually lifted that from a band called Kaoma? And you must remember this song. Remember the Lombata? Yes, see? Yes, and when you put them both together, you get the lambada on the floor. They're all stolen. Nobody writes shit anymore. They really don't. Um, this was one of my wife's actually favorite songs uh, by a little uh, guy who used to be on the Mouseketeer Club called Justin Timberlake. You might have heard of this song before. Everybody. Let me show you a good thing. Show you a good thing. Here we go. Ready? Yes, but did you know that he did not do that? No, he didn't. He didn't fucking do that. He actually borrowed that song, and I think Dre was on it. Dr. Dre. Uh, they stole that from a band called Sly, Slick, and Wicked, and the name of the song was Show Enough. Oh, you're going to freak the fuck out, bitches. Oh, yeah. Show There's three minutes worth of this on your airwaves. Yeah. Oh, here come the chorus. Ready? Here we go. So you think you love him. Girl, you know you love him. 
Yeah, that's where it goes tremendously wrong. So. <laughs> but <laughs> when you combine them, <clears throat> Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake and Show Nuff by Sly, Slick, and Wicked, you get Suit and Nuff. That's enough of that shit. <laughs> All right. Now, this one freaked me out more than most. And I've played a lot of these. That was the last one, the Justin Timberlake. That was the 32nd one I've ever tried to play. This one freaked me out a lot. Like, and I'm it's gonna freak you guys out. You must remember this song. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. Yes, Toxic by Ms. Britney Spears. All right, now, <laughs> this is going to fuck you up. If you're not sitting down, sit the fuck down. Because that song was mostly sampled by, ready? Are you ready for it? An Indian movie soundtrack. Yes, Indian, as in India. Fucking India. The name of the person who actually sang the song was, let's see if I can pronounce it right, Lata Mangeshekar. Or Latga Mangeshekar. There you go. And the name of the song is Terme Beach. Terme Beach. Beach, T-E-R-E, capital M-E-R-E, capital B-E-E-C-H. And ready? Here it comes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, sit down. It's going to get worse. There we go. Totally Bollywood. Totally Bollywood. So that's where that's where Toxic is based out of. Now, if you take Toxic by Britney Spears and Tear Mare Beach by Lata Mageshkar, you put them together and you get Toxic Mare Beach. <laughs> Can't you see I'm calling 
I told you. And I worked hard on that one because you know how fucking difficult it is to mix those two songs together? That took about 30 minutes, just that one piece. And I know we're running a little late, but these last two, really going to have you in there. You must remember this from a few summers ago. I was like... If you know the band, if you know the person who sings it. All right, no guesses. All right, here's what we're going to... No, 50 Cent. What? No, that is Nelly. Nelly, it's hot in here. Uh, and he actually stole that song from a band called... Let me see if I get the whole thing right. That is from Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers. And it's called Bustin' Loose. And you'll know it when you hear it. Keep what you got until you get what you need, y'all. Oh, there's more where that came from. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. <laughs> give me the bridge now. I feel like busting loose. Busting loose. Give me the bridge now. I'm just going to play this shit in my car and just over like and over. I'm going to drive around just playing this fucking song. But if you take Hot in Here by Nelly. In Bustin' Loose by Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers, actually, if you listen to the Nelly song, he actually says, and I feel like Bustin' Loose, he actually says it. If you put them both together, it's Bustin' in here. Coincidentally, Bustin' Loose was also a Richard Pryor movie. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, last but certainly not least, um, you might remember this if you're into club music and stuff like that. Hey, Jason, you're on a little late, but we got you nonetheless. Um, you must, you might remember this. I was a huge fan of this. Uh, this is a DJ. His name is Dead Mouse, and this is a song called More Ghost and Stuff. This song actually came out, I think it was almost four years ago. Yep, almost four years ago. It kicks up. Here we go. Kicking up. Yeah, that's jamming to Dead Mouse. 
mm-hmm. and Dead Mouse is a DJ. Anyway, if you listen to that song, he actually slipped that little thing in you. Um, this is a classic. This is a sample so old, it's over 200 years old. He sampled that from Chopin, Piano Sonata Number 2, and you will know it very classically. Also known as a death march, piano sonata number two. <laughs> and I just talked about death like for like fucking 10 minutes, and now I'm gonna play this. So, anyways, if you combine the piano sonata number two by Chopin and more ghost and stuff by Dead Mouse, you get sonata and stuff number two. <laughs> little bit of bonus points uh the caption the guy the person talking when he comes in see if you know what movie that is from it was from more ghost and stuff here it comes after i'm gone your earth will be free to live out its miserable span of existence as one of my satellites that's how it's going to be. <laughs> and that was <laughs> Sonata and Stuff. So anyone anyone know the movie that that was actually featured? And don't ch- cheat. Start looking it up because I had to look it up anyway. Um, I'll ruin it for you. That was from a movie from 1957. I thought Brendan would have got this for sure. The Brains from Planet Arus. 1957, and they actually have the actual clip, and that's what I went to YouTube. After I'm gone, your Earth will be free to live out its miserable span of existence Mm. as one of my satellites, and that's how it's going to be. I forget the actor who actually did that, but he was in in a bunch of other things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've gone far beyond the uh, normal likes of man and myth, and uh, we're going to take our break. And when I come back, uh, I'm going to introduce you to an amazingly funny comic, um, Ralph Joyal, otherwise known by me and hopefully by a lot of people, Ralphie J. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. We will be right back. Good morning, America. This is Katie Couric here. All of you know that I used to work on the Today Show and was always in your homes early in the morning, getting you ready for the day with your coffee. Please stop calling me Katie Couric. It's got a G and a K. I'm Katie Couric with a C. So, effing coffee, stop calling. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio We Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and I'm calling uh, my wonderful comedian coming in. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, we got a 
very loud. Let's see if we can tone Hello? it. Ralphie. Hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? Good. Hey, uh, do me a favor. Talk a little bit. I got to uh, recite the Gettysburg Address or something while I adjust your volume. I didn't adjust it right. Uh, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes you wonder how I keep them on. <laughs> I don't know the Gettysburg. I know that one. That's, it. That's about it. You're, you're still into the music we were playing. Wait a minute. I know that. I know that. It's, I love that music. I, dude, I grew up with that music. I grew up with the old stuff, Motown. Oh, so you know when I was when I was doing the whole uh, uh, do the right thing and all that, you knew where that was coming from. Yeah, well, I'm talking like Motown '60s. My brother, my brother's older because I'm the baby of the family. So every Saturday morning, my brother had Soul Train on, so we heard all that stuff constantly. <laughs> I saw your ingrained in my head. You know, I saw your posting. This is what, for those of you who don't know, this is what Ralphie J was singing. This is by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Fucking Five, bitches. <laughs> Do you know all the lyrics? I yeah, a little bit. Like, <laughs> no, like it's like a jungle sometimes. That makes me wonder how I keep on going under. Well, right. <laughs> my brother's doing like bad, so my mother makes me wonder how I keep on going. Don't jump ahead. Don't jump ahead. Keep going. It's like karaoke night. Makes me wonder how I keep on going under. Broken. You remember that? He goes broken glass everywhere. First time I saw a bad neighbor was on that video. Seriously. <laughs> Broken glass. Everywhere. <laughs> People pissing on the ceiling. You just don't care. I can't take the smell. Can't take, take the noise. You know, to move out. <laughs> no choice. Rats in the front room. Roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. Damn. Nice neighborhood. That's a great neighborhood. All right. There we go. I just listen to my... Here we go. There we go. <laughs> totally worth it. Ralphie J, how are you, my friend? Good, man. How you doing, Marky? Good. Now, I, re- I call you Ralphie J because uh, we've we've known each other for a long time, and yeah, like, I never knew as as Ralph Joyal. And well, it's, it's Ralphie Joyal now. I'm gonna, I just use my real name, Ralphie Joyal. That's it. Okay. So and I, I but I've never said I've never said Joel. No, you've I, known me as Ralphie. Yeah, I've known you as Ralphie J like forever. Like, I know you as Mark Scalia because <laughs> Mark Scalia, which we talked about before. Right, you'll always be Mark Scalia in my heart. And that's fine, <laughs> and I don't mind being that because I am that. And now tell the listening audience now because I said we've known each other for a while. Um, why don't you tell them uh, how long you've been at this uh, comedy game? Oh, let's see. I started in 1990, right after my divorce. And the first year, my ex was all my ex-wife. <laughs> and then uh, she changed that because she said she'd sue me. And she, then, uh, what? And Hold on. She said, she said what? Oh, she'd sue me. If she you... went to my very first show. And, and I, she showed up. And she, I go, what are you doing here? She goes, I want to make sure you don't do no jokes on me. I go, why? Because I'll sue you. I'm like, okay. So for, I wrote new stuff and went from there. For what? You can't... <laughs> She's a vicious dude. Oh, like, my she, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's horrible, but... We won't get into that. She probably still sue me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously. Uh, so, if she's yeah. listening to this show, I'd be very impressed. Probably, yeah. This show's hard like, to find. Be on the news, yeah. <laughs> Tewksbury man loses his house to ex-wife, even though been divorced over twenty years. Yes. Uh, Actually, the headline yeah, would that, read: "Headline would read: Fairly unknown comedian loses house to desperate bitch." Is <laughs> that's exactly. something that's like kind. that? I don't know. If she but, uh, is. I'm just saying, based on your description, I would go with that. But no, that's, <laughs> that's how I got into it. I was like, I was, I was lost, and you know, all my friends are married. It's like, okay, 
And I was always says, oh, you should be a comic. So I just started writing, went into it. Then I met you at Dick Darty's in Woburn. Where I started. Yeah, yes, where I started. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, started. It was crazy. I used to drive up from the Cape. Oh, yeah. Thursday nights right after work, sleep over at my buddy's house, Paul and Astor, what, who got me into it. What was the room and, uh, that you had down the Cape? Oh, I had two of them. I had uh, Sea Breezes. Sea Breeze, that's it. And then we had uh, old, uh, what's it called? Old Country Inn or something like that. The old, uh, but the Sea Breeze, the old, I remember. The Old Port Tavern, that's what it was. The Old Port Tavern. Ye, the, or Ye Old Port, yep. Yeah, I remember, I remember I had, Seabreeze, because I came down there with my uh, my ex-fiance, my girlfriend at the time, and we had come yeah. down there, and we stopped, I think it was, we were at your house um, either before... You're making blueberry margaritas or something. No, they were blue Hawaiians, is what they were. Blue Hawaiians, yeah. Yes, yeah. and my... Uh, like Elvis. And my, <laughs> we tried to blow Hawaii. Uh, my, oh, my God. My fiance, oh, crazy. Well, my my ex fiance at the time, not a big drinker. So and you were like fucking heavy handed, crazy person, and they oh, yeah. were, they were in like highball glasses. They were like two foot high glasses. I I thought it was on a booze cruise. Around down there, man. It's like come to party, man. Hey, yeah, I, have a show. It used to be a blast. And That's she, the uh, I miss about the comedy, the camaraderie we had. Yeah. Well, you know, we we like, drank like so all much. The graduating down there. class or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like the people we came up with. I mean, we would go down there, rip up the room, and then after this party was fun. At yeah, time. yeah. That's when I was young and felt like partying. Yeah, yeah. but now we're all old and we just waited to die. But you, t- <laughs> <laughs> but you took a little time off, right? You, 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 yes, uh, you had I a did. break. Well, what happened? Uh, I was, uh, I did it for eleven years. And then I got to a certain point. I just got very frustrated with all the, you know, the bullshit in Boston and whatever. And this, you can't play with this one. If you play with that one, it's like, oh, where's my money? Oh, I don't have it right now. Da-da. And I'm done. I'm done. And I just left. And then uh, I just recently got back into it uh, three years ago. And and, uh, and you're running a room right down the house, right down the street from your house. Yeah, now. an open mic, an open mic, which is good because it's just I can walk to it, which is you know real easy. <laughs> and. Uh, just go down there and I use it for my workout room. Yeah, you set up like oh. base camp. You you only do stand up if the club is like next to your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I got yeah, I got like a mile raise, so then that, uh, I'm done. So that's why no one's really heard of me. <laughs> she live like next door. <laughs> and and I hadn't seen you in so long. And then when you when we got in contact again, um, I I started I I saw your act, and you're not doing almost anything that you used to do. No, I totally changed. Well, you change. You know how it is. Yeah, no, I I don't. I'm still doing the same joke, man. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I kept like my impersonations. I kept so well, first when I came back, I was like, I'm going to do this whole different thing. I mean, I'll be like Kennison and do all this religious stuff. And I <laughs> tried that for about a month, and after that, sucked a bag of dicks. And everyone's like, look at me, like you're an asshole. We love Jesus, you know. I'm like, oh, it's funny, Jesus. You say, look at me, off the maps, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm doing the whole, you know. Thing like Kennison was doing, and then it's just like you know what, just do what I know. So I just I now I just I, I do stuff, and I'm remarried. You know, you, of course you met Debbie. We've been married now for yeah. like uh, twenty twenty two years. Oh my god, twenty two oh. years, kid. Oh You know, we've had a. Wait a minute, Debbie was Debbie was the woman that I met when you yeah. were down the Cape. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I was like two years then. in. Yeah, it was like two or three I, years into. Uh, I met her at a finish. show, dude. I met her. At, I, I was having a show at at, at uh, Sea Breezes, <laughs> and I was setting up, and she come in with someone, and uh, I, I, you know, I thought it was Mister Cool. I said, yeah, I got my own show. You know. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, she thought I was like this famous dude. I brought it back to my parents' house because I was living with my parents. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not famous, but they were awake. And she goes, do you own this house? I go, yes, Ralph Joyle owns this house, which was my dad's name. So I wasn't lying, but, you know. I showed her the deed. Yeah, yeah, this is my name. Yeah, you see the junior after mine, though. So. The biggest kick in the ass, she was sitting right next to your ex-wife. That was the funniest part of the whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, it was, and we actually, uh, we actually won a wedding down there, believe it or not. You won a wedding? I won a wedding down there, yeah, Pixie 103. Uh, I had, uh, I had asked my wife to marry me on a Tuesday. The following week, they were having this contest, so I just put my name in, and they knew me anywhere from doing stand-up down there, and we just fit the bill, I guess, because it was us and four of the couples. But the whole thing, they wanted to do radio ads and all that, which was great for me. I had no problem. My wife was shy. So uh, we yeah. won, and we won. Uh, we won a wedding. We won a trip to Mexico. I mean, it was a blast. Wow! See, you know what's weird? My wife had this thing when we got engaged. Um, there was uh, I forget what it was. It was uh, Kenneth Cole or something like that. They were doing a, a wedding thing where they would pay for your honeymoon and all this stuff, and it was very limited to what you could do for your wedding. And we actually won. We won the whole fucking thing. And then we figured out there were so many limitations on the honeymoon we could take. We just went, uh, no, that's okay. We're going to pass. And they went, okay, we'll give it to second place. They didn't offer us a consolation prize or we're anything. Not, yeah, I was, I was on it like a haunted kid. I'm like, okay, we went, okay when are we going? Right? Well, we're not sure. I said, all right, well, we're going to pick something for you. She goes, how'd you like to go on a school? And I said, listen, I don't want to help people raise the mainsail and all that <laughs> bullshit. All I want to do is drink a man. <laughs> you know, I want to get naked on the beach, drink to it, and have sex, and you know, have a great time. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I mean, we had a, I had to guide them a little bit because they're like, you know, they gave us two weeks to plan a wedding. Uh, well, that's you and know, I, that's Pixie one. That's Pixie, you know, the Cape radio station, which is great. But you can kind of tell them what to do. This was fucking Kenneth Cole, <laughs> Kenneth uh, Cole, and it was a national contest, and people had to actually, uh, f- like, he was Facebook or something, and or it was an interesting story. I forget all the details, but. Like this other couple was from New Jersey and they were like 27 or something like that. Fucking kids. And they let everybody and their cousin sit. Hey, fucking. But we ended up having a fantastic. Where did you end up going? You said Mexico? Yeah, we went to Mexico. Puerto Aventura. It was awesome. Nice. In fact, I'm down in the middle of Mexico. Okay. I mean, right in the middle, right? First thing, we get on this tour bus, right? So we get on the tour bus and there's this girl and she's like our tour guide. So, we're, you, know, we're, you know, she's saying, oh, we're going to this, we're going there. We get down there, we unload her. I'm not there 10 minutes. I already, I know people down there. It was so weird. I swear to God, this guy, we used to all go to Sandy Neck down on the Cape, and this guy was my buddy's in-laws. So, you know, we met them down there. We met another, uh, people from Boston, and we had a great time. It was awesome. It was awesome. I ran out of money, though. I did. I was like, not. Wait a minute. First, get the you, first damn organ margaritas thrown. Hey, you ran out of money in Mexico? How do you run yeah, out of fucking did. money That's in Mexico? We're crazy. I'm buying, you know, those marble chest kits and stuff and all this <laughs> crap. And, you know, let's go swimming with the dolphins and da da da. Like day five and stuff. I'm selling my shirt that had Sergio on so we can get breakfast in the morning. You know, went to a timeshare and believe it or not, just so we could eat dinner. Oh <laughs> my know? God, that's hysterical. Yeah, it was funny. Look but I like to eat a blast. Marble chest. And then, and then as soon as I get home, where do I go? The Bob Marley tour in Maine. We, I, had a, I had a thing with Bobby Marley. It's when I first met him, too. Oh, my and we God. Were doing, we were doing, you know, this whole Maine deal, you know. Yeah. Farmington, Bangor, stuff without names, shit yeah. like that. You know, no. we were staying at his house. So I'm like, I'm sunburnt, and then we're up in Maine freezing my ass <laughs> off, <laughs> you know. 
but it was it was a great time, man. Uh. But like I said, yeah, I, I, what happened was I had hurt my legs on, like, say, I, you know me, I'm a construction plumber, you know, hard hat, the whole nine yards, and I had I fell through some stairs. Ooh. They were old stairs, but that's another story. But because uh, <laughs> I'm a I'm a girthy man now, but uh, I, I <laughs> you're breaking oak steps. That's pretty. But, uh, that's impressive. No, they weren't. I'm just kidding. That's, that's comedy. Anyway, um, they were steel. I, I, they were concrete. I messed up steel. both my knees, so I couldn't I couldn't walk for about a year because I had them both operated on. Oh yeah, that's so right. So I was just around the house going nuts, and then I just started writing. Then I happened to see uh, open mics because I lived. Uh, I was working in Tingsboro at the time. They had an open mic in Drake it that this friend of mine actually I, I got, became friends with Chris Pooblom was running. Oh, I know so Chris. I went in there. Yeah, he's the guy who does the, the songs with the ukulele and stuff. Yeah, he actually, he does a... Uh, bank, bank. That's yeah. an awesome song. I love that. Gonna go to my spank bank. <laughs> he actually has a, uh, he does an AM radio on, I think, Thursday Yeah, I've been nights. on it. It's a great show, too. Yeah, it's fun. It's, uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. But uh, like I said, I started going there, and then I just, just went from there. And just started, you know, gathering up time again. Like I said, it was the first year. It sucked. It's like, oh, gotten over it's like i gotta rewrite stuff and try it and try it yeah and but i mean you're right I'm, back in the community it's like you it, i hate yeah. to say it, but it's like you never left <laughs> yeah yeah i know it's it's weird well it's like i, I ran into um bob Sheehy uh about three weeks three oh four my weeks. god I, I had had him at my place and stuff but it was just funny because we're doing the same show and it's just like oh my god this is like old school week you know i haven't seen then, bob uh, in forever who helped, lot, who helped me out a lot though is freddie stone yeah I called him out. He was the first guy I called up. I said, Freddie, let's let get back in. He goes, well, you know, get some time. And then once you have some time, call me and uh, we'll do stuff. So I've, I've been with him ever since. Yeah, you've you been know, in, and Freddie's just, Freddie's like everywhere now. Oh, Fred's, Fred's insane. He, he's, he's got a trailer now. He's got the whole nine yards and he just goes and he, <laughs> he just goes off. You know, it's Freddie, man. Here's my, Freddie, I, here's I, my Freddie Stone story. When Freddie first started, which I don't know if you remember, but Freddie used to go on stage with a three-piece suit. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, he's got he's got a better suit now. Yes, he's got a nice. <laughs> but no, he, he's got a real nice. But he would suit go now, on stage but... with the with the with the jacket, the vest, and the pants, yeah. and he would yeah. tell jokes, and it it didn't really. He wasn't clicking, and then he took off the suit and just went with a t-shirt and became a fucking psychotic prop comic, and oh, yeah. it fit him. It totally fit him. But now he does the same. But he's got like this a really nice suit. Really. And, but he's this, and he just goes off, and it's it's a riot. I mean, he he destroys. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's insane. It's like oh my god, and he you know he just goes off and does his thing, and he's awesome. He's uh, just insane. So like I said, uh, I, I I attribute a lot. I mean, as far as me learning, you know, what to do, or at least think I know what to do. Uh, I learned all that stuff. Remember the Diamond Head? That's where I learned all that stuff. Oh my god, Remember the Jimmy? Diamond Head! Holy shit, the Diamond Head! Remember Jimmy DePaulo? Yeah, Jimmy DePaulo. Yeah. Oh yeah, He'd Jimmy DePaulo. Go up De on stage if you were good. If you wasn't that great, if you sucked, he'd say, "Wow, didn't he suck a bag of dicks, ladies and gentlemen?" He was horrible, but he let you up the next, and then that's where we worked out. Actually, Jimmy Jimmy would say, "And that guy sucked a big bag of dicks, didn't he?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He almost. He always, exactly. I, I love Jimmy. He always. He always fucking mumbled in a microphone. Fucking. But Jimmy's doing yeah. great. Jimmy's touring nationally. Jimmy's doing. You know, it's all the guys we started with. Everybody's famous except us. Uh, so <laughs> that's kind of how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Well, see, that's the whole thing too. I mean, I, I remember. Uh, geez, I don't know who it was, but I, I'm in bed one night. This is when I was out of comedy. I'm in bed one night, and I turn on the Tonight Show. I'm like, 
I know that dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, at first when I when I got out of it, I didn't watch any comedy anymore. I didn't watch any. I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to know nothing. You know what I mean? And then freaky story, right? This is, I just got back into it. Like, I was probably like, oh, maybe like four or five months into it. We're up in like Maine, uh, staying with friends of ours for a week on vacation. So uh, my wife and her friend go to the liquor store. And at the liquor store, my wife's waiting to get in. And right in front of her was Bobby Marley. She turns around and goes, little Bobby Marley. And Bobby, hey, tell me what's going on. <laughs> turns Bobby. out he was having some party. So we went to this party. I said, oh, my God, Bob, this is freaking me out. I said, I just got back into comedy. No way, that's cool. We hung out and George Hammond, I think it was George Hammond. Remember George Hammond? Yeah, George. It was his birthday or something. So we had some big party. We had a great time. But I mean, talk about, you know, weird, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, boom. That and uh, Billy Downs, I was talking to him when I first got back and I said, I want to do some shows and not to pay. Billy, no I, money uh, downs. You know that. Billy, <laughs> yeah. But he says, that's so funny, Ralph. He said, I was cleaning my desk out the other day and I found your card. And he goes, geez, I wonder what you're doing now. And he says, you called me a week later. <laughs> That's so it, that's it, weird. It was just kind of weird. But, Billy's uh, actually doing better now. He's actually, I think he's he's more on top. He had that what was that like, country yeah, club just, in New that's Hampshire. Just a tease, I think with him, you know, Bill, I mean, Billy, yeah. we had a lot of good shows with that man. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, people, comics would show up at Billy's fucking house, like banging on the door, looking for. It was like oh, the yeah. mafia all yeah. of a sudden, and Billy would oh, come yeah. to the the door with his kids. You know, and, and Billy would give me a check and go, ah, hey, big guy, do me a favor. Um, don't cash that right away. <laughs> <laughs> can you wait four to five yeah. business days? <laughs> I'd walk in, I'd be waving the check in my hand, and the teller would be going, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> just, yeah. just just, motioning but, uh, the head back and forth, no. <laughs> no Billy's a good guy. You know, no, he is a good guy. guy. And, uh, like I said, I don't know if he's doing it much now, but um, he gave me some people to call or whatever, you know. Yeah, Hopefully he is a I'll nice guy. That's why no one killed him. That's, yeah, exactly. If he was an asshole, he would be dead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't feel as much into it anymore. And uh, it's totally, the scene has totally changed. I don't know anybody half the time. Yeah. I'm on these shows. I'm like, who are you? You know, who is this? You know? Oh, shit, dude. I've been, I haven't stopped and I, I go on shows now. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, and it's funny because it's, it's the the whole scene has changed. I mean, you get guys up there, yeah. So there's fucking the giant iron. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You couldn't have said that back in the day. I remember, <laughs> you know, if you wanted to play anywhere now, it's like the scales moved up a little bit, so you can get away with shit that you couldn't do before. You yeah. Know? Most of the most of the rooms we came up in, you could do. You had to do specific jokes to specific specific rooms because the yeah. demographics were different. Now it's like you're saying that you can do an open mic showcase. And you can do whatever you want to that room, and it doesn't matter if it's in Saugus or down the Cape or in Cambridge. You can almost do the same act almost everywhere now. And yeah. it, it was different when we well, started. I, I do, though. <laughs> I didn't change. I'm like, you know what? Like, what are you talking about? I just, maybe that's why Mark's where he is and I'm where I am. <laughs> You know, I just do my act. If you dig it, fine. If not, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's Whatever it. Whatever it is to me, it's my art. I'm expressing myself. Who cares? You know, if I make some change, that's fine. It's just, it's one of these things where I have to do it. You know what I mean? Why would I come back? It's not like I came back for the money. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's that's like, the oh, truth. Yeah, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to be No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you might have enough to get coffee on the way home. That's about it. Just, just do it just because you, you, you got to do it. You do it because you love yeah. it, man. 
Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, see, you are a nice guy and I'm going to, when we come back, I'll tell you what, let's take our break. And when I come back, uh, I'm going to have you play a game because you're a nice guy and you don't really badmouth a lot of people. So this next, this game is going to be interesting for you to play. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about it when we come back from break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We will be right back. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. This is Jody Sloan, and I am listening to Radio Irregardless. And uh, honestly, the games were really stressful for me. I've taken a little Razapam so I can sleep tonight. You know what? I don't even know if I recommend this show. If you have any kind of anxiety disorder, um, yeah, don't. Don't even bother. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless. And with me, joining me on the phone, is Ralph Joyle, or and Ralphie J. He's back. <laughs> and we're back! You always want to do that. Hey, next call, it's a 1975 Chevy Impala. <laughs> That's what I always want to do. Everyone you know, has that thing, you know, I, I want to be a DJ and stuff. And I'd be good for, like, maybe two minutes, and then I'd be out of breath, and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> we put on a Frampton album. Wow, 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 wow. Well, well, I'll tell you, Ralphie. My uh, oh, thank you, Karen. My lovely bride has just brought me some uh, refreshment, and I don't know what it is, but it's in a cup. Uh, it's probably ice cream. Do you want to tell everybody what it is, Karen? Yes. What is it? It's your favorite. <laughs> is it my favorite? It okay. is. And you what some. is it? Okay, could be could be cyanide with ice cream. I don't know. She's... It's herbal tea mm. for your throat. Is your professional? Peanut Chocolate peanut butter, mostly melted, but I'm still enjoying it. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, she had a tour. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was yeah, Karen. Uh, Kim said, hi, Karen. Karen will be on in like 20 seconds. You know how she works. But as I was saying before the break, Ralphie, you are a nice guy, and I've never heard you badmouth anybody. Like, even in jest, you actually apologize for it. So I thought it would be very appropriate to play a game with you called If You Can't Say Something Nice. If you can't say something nice. You warthog-faced buffoon. Don't. Say nothing at all. So that's the game we're going to play. Where I play a movie clip of somebody insulting somebody, and you have to guess the movie clip. Not the actor, not the not the uh, character, just the movies. And given the amount of information that you've already given me about your uh, trivial, you have this trivial, I say trivial, but you have it like a trivial pursuit. You know quite a bit about quite a bit. I'm going to see how much you know against our audience. And I will tell you, our listening audience is ruthless. They're insane. They do not hold back. They decimated Greg Bogus last week. Actually, it was a tight, a tight thing. But they've swept the audience. They've swept my guests. They've uh, actually not only beat them in the games. They've shown up at their house and taunted them. So I'll, I'm just I'm letting you know now. So uh, we're gonna play this game. So I'm gonna play a clip now. The the benefit is you and I are talking live on, on the phone. 
The audience is listening through the internet, so they might have anywhere from a three to seven second delay with ah. actually doing. So you have a little bit of a head start that we okay. can try for that. So uh, let's go right away, and I'm going to keep track as, as poorly as usual. So, Ralphie, here's your first one. Here we go. Okay. Seven second clip. You know what happens if you do another turn in the joint? Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're going to charge me, dickhead? <laughs> do you know what that's from? I do not know. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I, I'll, I'll play it again to the audience get it. You know what happens if you do another turn in the joint? Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're going to charge me, dickhead? Uh, Reservoir Dogs is not correct, Kim Santo. It's in that same genre, though. It's... um. Uh, it's actually a quote from uh, Casablanca. Oh, Casablanca? Oh, Paul got it. Paul got it. He Paul believed it was the usual suspect. So Paul yes. gets yes. See that? So Paul gets it. Paul gets the correct ding ding. And Ralphie, you get That ain't right. You get that ain't right. <laughs> All right. Okay. This now there's a running there's a running joke within the four of these or the five of these clues. Actually three of the first one. Have the same quote. Have the same running gag. So see if you can get that for a little bonus points. Here's the second one. A miserable piece of dick brain, <laughs> horseshit, slime sucking son of a whore, bitch. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> Throw mama from the train. No, don't. Don't. I wish. I'll play it again. You got me on that one, Mark. All right. I'll give you a hint. That was okay. Joan Cusack. Do you, Kim, Kim thinks she knows this. It was, okay, wait a second. I think it was I Joan Cusack. I think Tom Arnold was in it, if memory serves. Oh. It might have been. Uh, gross Point Blank. No, thing. that was John Cusack. All right, all right, all right. No, but his sister was in it. She was in it, and she was ordering guns, and she was flipping out. Right. So, uh, Let's see. Did anybody get it? Sunday no. dinner at my house? No. Oh. <laughs> um. Let's see. Who else was Put in it? Put Mama in a home. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was Tom Arnold, was Joan Cusack's husband. Uh, Jeff, Gobl uh, Jeff uh, uh, Goldblum was in uh, the movie. As well, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Um, and Hugh Grant was in it. Julianne Moore, which was featured on last week's clip. Uh, Robin Williams was actually in it. Let's see, who else? That's kind of all the top billing. Anyone? Really? I'll give you a yeah. hint. She's giving birth. Nine and a half weeks? No, that was with Mickey Rourke. Oh. You're close, though, Kim. It's got a nine in it. <laughs> Okay, no answer. Uh, no, it was a baby movie, but you know something? I've waited to nine months. She got it right finally. I bet you do all kinds of right. Yeah, she got it right. So the audience has two, oh. and you have none. So if you don't get this next one, it's going to be all over for you, Ralphie. I know you're going to get this one. I know it. Ready? Here we go. The power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> Oh, oh, I know. Oh, Jesus. That was Dan. It was Ghostbusters. It was. Oh, oh no. That, right, I'm right. Here you go. When I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. 
Correct. Ralphie, you're still in it, baby. You're still in the game. The audience is just writing Ghostbusters, Gistbusters, and Ghostbusters. That's what they wrote. All right, here we go. This one's going to be tough. No one may get this one, but it's, it's, a, it's a classic movie. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Puss licker. Fart smeller. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> the uh, the background music kind of gives it away a little bit. Oh, Kim Santo, without missing a beat, said the, the Sandlot. Oh, oh, she yeah. did, yep. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. Oh, my goodness. So that would be one of your faves. Let's, so let's see. Usual suspects, um, I think Paul got nine months. Uh, 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 Kim got, I think. Let's see. Yes, Kim got. Ghostbusters, you got. Sandlot, uh, Sandlot, Kim got. All right, Ralphie, redeem yourself on this one. I've never seen so many backwards-ass country fucks in my life. I'll play it again. Never seen so many backwards-ass country fucks in my life. Anything? Life? Close. Eddie Murphy is speaking, yes. Uh, I don't like white people, and I hate rednecks. Oh, oh, wait a second. That's uh, the boys back there. Yep. Number title. Number title. Two days. Oh, Paul got it. Rush, no, what is it? 48, uh, 48 hours. 48 hours. <laughs> Damn it. That was like my first movie I went to, too. Oh, man. 48 hours was the, uh, was the movie. So, Ralphie, you officially got blown out by my yeah, listening did. audience. So, yeah, I'm going to have to. I thought you'd be playing like, you know, Stripes, <laughs> Blues yeah. Brothers, or Caddyshack, something. The simple one. Well, the, Animal House. those those are fairly simple. But did you did you guess the theme? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play the first three and see if you can guess the common theme in those. You know what happens if you do another turn in the joint? Fuck your father in the shower and then have a snack. You're gonna charge me, dickhead. Okay, the second one. Dick brain, horseshit, slime sucking son of a whore, bitch. And the third one. Power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Okay, what's the common theme? <laughs> they all swear. Dicks. <laughs> it's dickhead, <laughs> dick brain, uh, and dickless. <laughs> so I don't win the case of rice and No rice. Damn. No, I, you get, I'm telling you, but you'll get this, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, Fox Kelly tickets aren't mine? God no. Womp, womp. No party gifts, no no car under oh. the seat, none of that. Right, your own, no, no uh, Mark Scalia tickets or nothing? No, no, I'm not giving away free tickets. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to take our last and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores. and we come back, we're going to get to hear best gig, worst gig stories. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. 
our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hi, this is John M. Keating, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. So now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. I own a California King bed. Biggest bed. This fucking thing you can throw rocks across. It's so big. It's not even here. It's huge, all right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's huge. It's really big. My wife's this tiny little thing. She's about five foot four, about 110 pounds, but yet she still takes up the whole bed because she sleeps like a fucking starfish. <laughs> she's sleeping like this. I'm on the edge, teetering off the bed. She's on her side like a fucking snow angel. Give me some room. And if that's not bad enough, what she does, she takes all the pillows, right? Takes every pillow we have and surrounds herself with like this pillow yeah. castle. Yeah. Seriously. It's ridiculous. Every time I want to have sex, I gotta stay on the castle wall. It's like, does the princess wish to get laid? Drop your panties and the drawbridge before the king is coming. Sire will be pleased. Ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Ralph Joyel, otherwise known as Ralph EJ. Uh, that was from his set up at the winner's circle. Up in Salisbury, Mass. <laughs> you know, I play that clip because um, my own wife uh, does the same fucking thing. She is a nightmare. And my wife's shorter than yours. She's like five. Eh, fuck it, I'll give you the extra inch. No one's going to know. She's five one, <laughs> And <laughs> we have a queen size bed. And she's like ginormatron on the bed. Oh, it's, it's God's on truth. <laughs> my God, she's a tiny thing. And she really and not, like I'd say about maybe... 50% of my acts is done on my wife now. My wife's married to now. But it's all out of love. You know what I mean? I just, like I said, I, my whole act has changed now. It's, that's now, I'm 50, so I can't talk about, you know, picking up girls or anything. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you it's could. Just, you, you could. It's... Now, come on, please, look at me. They're going to know. They're going to small children and goats, for Christ's sake. They're going to know it's a lie, but you can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, like I said, it's send my ex on my wife and it's, it's all you know somewhat true i mean i'm working on some new stuff with about her feet uh, in the winter time she puts her feet right between my legs because they're freezing it's like like she just took them out of the freezer i swear to god like sleeping <laughs> with a dead body <laughs> boom they go right up there and i don't say nothing because she beats my wife i love her to say if i make her warm that way that's fine well yeah. you know i got this thing with my wife some like i um i there's a i have an alter ego voice that i've had since I started dating, my first girlfriend, Brenda, I kind of yeah. did this strange voice. And then my the Tracy, my ex-fiance, I did a modification of that voice. And now, of course, my wife, there's a new modification. I've always had this kind of voice thing with, uh, with the women in my life. And I say it's the same thing. Like in the house, you know, in the wintertime, it gets cold. So I'll, st- I'll crawl up against her. Like if there's any part of me, my hands, my legs are cold, and I'm usually yeah. I'm usually pretty warm, but like my feet will get cold, and she doesn't like that. So I put my feet on her legs, and I'll say, "I'm so cold." 
so and I'll just call a doctor and I'll go, I'm anemic. You gotta help me. Oh my god! I'll be sleeping deep sleep. Also, I'll feel like these ice cubes going up my legs. I'm like, oh my god! Christ sake, honey, please. It's like you're doing you the know? ALS challenge yeah. with your oh, wife. I'm a big guy. I throw off some serious heat, so she digs that. You know, like, I'm, a, I'm a little thermocoupling. She calls I'm a thermocoupling. <laughs> That's what you don't mind when I'm this big. You know, it's like, oh, you throw out great heat, you turn off the furnace for a while. Oh, my God, that's funny. (laughs) But I love her. Like I said, 22 years is still going, you know? Yeah. That credit, man. How long have you been married now? Oh, well, we just, uh, (laughs) our third year anniversary was on. Three years. Okay. Well, no, we've known each Tell me when you're up to seven, Mark. Then we'll talk. Well, we've known known each other. We've been dating for uh, for over 12. Um, That's different. Well, once you get that ring on the finger, that's that's. See, everybody said that, and I don't see. I don't believe that, and it's uh, our relationship has not changed really that much. Three years. No, it's just three years. Trust me. No, but since day no. one, our relationship—I've always had I mean, that not, kind of not, thing. Not, I'm not saying in bad way, but no. trust me. You know, it's it's there. But hey, that's 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 marriage. That's love, kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like I said, I I like I tell you know on stage, I said that I love my wife to death. You know. Yeah, I do love but my wife to death, it. and if that's oh, yeah. what it comes yeah, to, then that's crazy. fine too. <laughs> this is my soulmate. This is the one I'm supposed to be with. She's the only one to put up with me, you know. So hey. Oh we're all happy. Oh you know? I know, isn't that cute? Oh okay. gag. There we go. There go. <laughs> honey, get off the fucking phone, you fat prick. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you get off that fucking computer. <laughs> Oh, my wife just signed on. She goes, LOL, I just signed on. It seems like timing's perfect. Yes, it is. It's exactly perfect. I'll tell you what, Ralphie, before uh, before I let you go, uh, I love to do this thing with uh, with all my guests. I love to do best gig, worst gig stories. And you were doing it for 11 years, took some time off, and now you're back. So go through your little Rolodex of shows, your database, if you would, and tell my myself, my listening audience, your best Best gig in your worst gig story, and please start with the best. Best, best gig, yes. I think was in. Oh God, the late nineties. I was doing a show with Marcy Rose. Me and her used to do a lot of stuff together. Marcy Remember Coyote Marcy? Rose. Marcy Coyote Rose. Yeah, no, I think it's Mark Coyote Rose, but that's another it's, story. Yes, it is. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, she um, a quick story. My wife used to babysit her her mother take care of her my wife was in the health for a while and then I was doing a show at Jimmy's place we met each other she's like oh my god been friends ever since so, but anyway went up doing a show uh, up, up at some New Hampshire resort or whatever we were there for the weekend and stuff and there was like a thousand people in the audience and it was just magic it's just like you, had, you couldn't do no wrong mm-hmm. they could say the alphabet and they'd be dying <laughs> it was just great so, you know one of those shows when you're in the groove and it's like, okay, this is why I do it. And everyone is laughing in unison, and it's just the magic in the air and all that crap. That was one of my best shows. Worst show? I did a show with, uh, you know, John David. Just worked with John David last weekend, two weekends ago. Yeah, John David and, um, oh. Please don't say Paul Murphy. Please don't say no, Paul No, no, no. Please oh don't say Paul. Oh, my God, that's. That's a whole nother radio show. I'm talking about Paul Murphy later. <laughs> naked, naked, naked. The guy ran through chemicals like, oh, you know. Um, we were doing this show, and it, Joey Carroll. It was me, John David, and Joey Carroll. Yeah. 
we were doing a show at the channel. It was this biker soiree. <laughs> what it was, it was 50 strippers, <laughs> 50? 500 bikers, mm. me, John David, and Joey Carroll. were supposed to do comedy. Good luck with that. guy who ran Select Entertainment. And mm. I was trying out for him, and those guys were, were doing the show from work or from. So we get there. Like I said, there's 500 bikers. These are like the meanest guys I've ever seen. I saw a guy with like no face. You know what I mean? Scared. He had no face. Like the, half of it was gone. You know what I mean? And you know, the girlfriend that they gave him because he had no face, she was with him. You know, she's hot, you know. And it's like, we start doing our stuff. I go up there and the sound cuts off. Oh my God. There's no sound. <laughs> and there's bikers and there's strippers and everyone's flipping out. So I'm screaming doing my act. I mean, it went over, but just went over. And of course, we didn't get paid for it. We ended up just leaving because we didn't want to get killed. That was that was the worst cake I ever had. <laughs> sounds like my one of my first times in Laconia. It sounds exactly. Like David goes when Ralphie J is not the biggest guy in the room. I get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was insane. It was insane. I think the only one who got paid that I was Joey Carroll. I think he goes fuck this. I'm going to edit with this guy named Tank. Okay. You know, when you deal with guys with names of, you know, mechanical shit that can kill you, I'm all set, okay? <laughs> you know, tell Spider I'm leaving. Have a good day, you know. Bye, Tank. The young cops. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, oh. that, that was that was, that was one of the Oh, my shows. God. That's funny. Yeah, the first time I was in Laconia, it was something like that. It was a bowling alley. It used to be a bowling alley. Then it turned into a bar. And it was all these, and I had just been doing comedy a few years, and and I wasn't used to too many hecklers, so these guys were heckling me. I said, you should shut up before I come down there and fuck you in the face or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was, you know, I mean, it was like 92, 93. Nobody cared. And the whole room went, oh. And I went, oh, no. What did I do? And it was a huge fucking, I mean, biker. You know, he looked like he was standing on the bike. You know, same kind of thing. And he goes, I like you, man. You're funny. I go, does that oh, mean thank God. Does that mean you're not gonna kill me? He goes, I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I gotta think about it. <laughs> yeah. And I said to him, I looked at him and I said, Look, do me a favor. I'm the kind of guy that would prefer that you fuck me and then kill me as opposed to kill me and then fuck me, because that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like actually, All right, actually, I won't kill you. <laughs> Mark, I got one little 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 worse one. Go, shoot. Worse one. Okay. Revere Beach, right? This I don't know. This kid had this room. I don't. I even forget the kid he was in. Yeah, like you know, he's, oh, I, I go. How much time you got to? Oh, yeah, three, four hours. Okay. So he, he it was down by Angie's. Room. It was Angie's. What's that? It, it was on the beach. It was right on the strip, and it was like the the the, the, the decor was like Hawaiian, you know, with the, the grass hot and all that other bullshit. Okay. And we're we're doing the show, and there's this guy, and this bigger guy, <laughs> and like. This guy surrounded by four girls. Well, apparently he was the boss, and it was this this big bouncer guy and the big bartender, and a couple other people there. So we're doing the show, and they're talking in the back, and they're talking in the back, and I'm like, "Hey guys, come on, come on, guys, give me a break, don't cry." And the guys like, "You can't say that to the boss. You you leave the boss alone. Don't say nothing bad." I'm like, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> I end up just singing Sinatra songs. I say, "Well, you guys are gonna fuck up my act. Well, you want to hear some Sinatra songs? We just say we sang Sinatra songs all night, so well, there you I go. didn't get killed or shot, so it was good. So it worked out really well. You're lucky. Then after, it, I think they you... burned the place for insurance money. But <laughs> <laughs> if you miss Sinatra, 
else when they're putting the tampons in the fucking hay yeah. on the fucking thing at the bar. <laughs> oh, by the way, those that was that was toilet paper rolls stuck toilet in toilet paper rolls. Yeah, tampons, I, uh, it's no fucking tampons. Thing, Nobody yeah. does that because people are gonna figure out their tampons. It's. <laughs> It was something that looked like a tampon. It's toilet so paper sorry. soaked in like a creatine kind of napalm yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. Some, some insurance. I, at least that's what I saw it. in the movie. I don't know anything about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> Rafi, I'll tell you what. Hey, uh, now, I'll tell you what. Before you go, uh, where are you going to be? What do you got coming up? Uh, let's see. August 14th, I'm at Ujo, 54 Merrimack Ave in It. Dave Radigan room just opened up. Uh, the 16th, I'm in Menden, Mass. For uh, John Parada at the Imperial Room. John Parada, 16th, wow. Road, the Imperial Room. Uh, Tuesday, the, the 19th, I'm hosting the Winner's Circle in Salisbury. Yay. Uh, the 23rd, I'm doing uh, the show. <clears throat> this is for Freddie Stone's daughter in Athol. Uh, Athol Orange Elks Lodge. It's uh, she's just had some uh, surgery, uh, like brain surgery. She's had some serious disease going on with her. Yeah, she, how's she doing? By the out. way, she's doing all, She's doing good now, but we're having these uh, benefits for her uh, to help with the medical bills because I guess they're yeah. like amazingly ridiculous. Uh, so that'll be good. There's a lot of comics going to be there. It's going to be a great time. It's at the uh, Elks Lodge in uh, Orange, Mass. Uh, the 24th, I'm hosting at Pinatas. Took spray right down the street from my house. Oh, and by the and way, I'm available then, that show if you need me. If you need me, yeah, come, so I, you could come I'd down. Mark. Any other comics want to come down? I always anybody comes down, I give them time. Uh, and then Friday, September fifth, I'm at the China Blossom off Andover for another uh, benefit there for, uh, for Shelly Freddy, Stone, Freddie Stone, and uh, Johnny Peasy's putting it on. So is Shelly the uh, his oldest daughter or the middle daughter? Uh, I think it's the oldest daughter. Okay. Very very. Awesome kid. We went up there. Uh, we had a show up in that area before. We went to her house and had some tea. And her and her girlfriend came out and saw the show. They loved it. They had a great time. But uh, she's been dealing with this for a while. And she was like going blind and all kinds of stuff and didn't know what was up. And it went to like nine doctors. Finally found it had something to do with her brain. Oh so then they had to go in and do some surgery. But from what I talked to Freddie yesterday, she's doing really good. But <clears throat> like I said, the medical bills are killing them. So that's why we're having the benefits. And it's just good to help people. You know, I'm that type of comic. I care. I like to get back. Yeah. When when's the <laughs> one at when's the one at the Lots of Laughs? What what night is that? Uh it's Friday, September fifth. Johnny Peasy's put it on for Freddie. September fifth. Really oh at him. shit, I'm so, I'm out of town. I'm I'm up in uh, Are you really? Yeah, I'm up in uh well, I'm up in Londonderry, so it's not too far, uh, so I might be able to. Yeah. But I'd love to see Freddie anyway and catch up because I had done a film a while ago that one of my listeners would, had done, uh, and his daughter was in the film. Oh, really? Yeah, his daughter played. Uh, uh, there was a girl. She was kidnapped, and they were about to rape her, and I saved her. <laughs> so wow, Jesus. Yeah, really? it was. It was just a bizarre thing. She goes, "Oh yeah," she goes, "You know my dad." I go, "Who's your dad?" She goes, "My dad's Freddie Stone." I was like, "Your dad's Freddie Stone?" Yeah. In the middle, where she's just about to grape. Body guys. <laughs> That's what people. I was like, "You're so ruining it for me." <laughs> Ralphie, it's been great bro. having you on, man. I really appreciate you coming hey, Mark, on. Thanks, thanks for so much, me, bro. man. This is great. You're doing this radio show. I love your picture. You look so so serious, but yet funny. Oh well, the, I I do spoofs. Those are all my spoofs. The 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 current one is um, uh, it's from the blacklist. And uh, the promo is from Glee, and I did another one from Game of Thrones and from Mad Men, and nice. and I got a few more coming up. I got uh, I got a, I actually got a lot more coming up. So, 
trying to stay busy with. But thank you for the well, compliment, man. When you man. become famous, can I open for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> That's what I tell all these up and coming comics. Like, when you become famous, can I open for you, please? Well, I'll always say that because, like, yeah, when when I'm famous, <laughs> uh, you're famous, Mark. Nah. I'm well, name. There's a difference. There's being well known and there's being famous. So. Well known famous. I was well known in high school. I was not popular. I know the difference, Ralphie. Oh, <laughs> no. come on, Mark. Of course you were popular. You had that whole hairstyle thing going on, plus you were Italian. How yeah. could you not be? That, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. But Ralphie, man, thanks for being on the show. Hey, I'll see you on the uh, on the twenty fourth up at Pinata. That would be great to have you, Mark. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. And, yeah, uh, awesome and- radio show. Hope everyone's listening. And uh, you're doing great, bro. I always keep supporting it. All right, man. Thanks, for, and I'll uh, right, I'll see you around the dance floor, my friend. All right, brother. Take All right, me. bye. Bye. That was Ralphie J. Everybody, uh, Ralphie Joel, and I always say Joyal. I always just always pronounce. I always give another syllable for no apparent reason. So that's what I kind of do in general. But uh, very good to have him on. <laughs> I forgot how funny, because we don't get a chance to catch up, which is good. So it was nice to catch up with him here. And uh, again, he's uh, doing a lot of stuff. And visit him on Facebook at ralph.joyle, uh, which is uh, his, uh, his Facebook address. And uh, you can look him there and email him, become friends with him and all that stuff. So we have no phone and no chats, which is good. Um because I'm still feeling a little under the weather, so I'm sorry my energy is a little low. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you are going to be around this weekend, uh, I'm going to brag a little bit. Saturday, August 9th at 9 p.m., I will be at the Grandview Camping RV in Rochester, New Hampshire. Ooh, la fucking la. Um, Telling jokes to people. Now, I got to say I joke about it, but... That is actually a really good room. It's a good room. It's an outside canopy. Let's be honest with it. Um, but it's it's fun. It's and people go up there and they vacation and campsites. You know, the adults come out. The kids are doing other things. And just like it was a Smuggler's Notch, and I played a couple other um, campsites and stuff like that this year. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So uh, I'll be up there this weekend uh, on on Friday night. Uh, and let's see what else was I gonna say? Oh. Oh, I had a volume down, so I got to start all over again. Oh, my goodness. I, I almost had a technically perfect show. Of course, it's the last fucking three seconds. Anyway, uh, that's where I'm going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, having you listen. Uh, keep coming back because our one-year anniversary is coming up very soon. Got big things coming. You've been listening to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless with me, your host, MarkScalia.com. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoy. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.